You too? Uh, the Cult. The Cult, The Cure. I used to get those confused uh, all the time. I still kind of do. Yeah. Seashell, seashells. Yeah. She sells sanctuary. Nicely done. How now, brown cow? Uh, it was nice that LSU <laughs> women lost last York. night. Uh, I, I can't figure out a team uh, more in this country that uh, I enjoy when they lose than LSU women's basketball. Nothing against the players, all about the coach, Kim Mulkey. Yep. They lost last night. She had sad face, and she was dressed like a rainbow. Yeah. The sweater vest with the bedazzled LSU and cursive was uh, interesting look. It was a little bit more scaled down than what we're used to, but it was still uh, only a outfit that Kim Mulkey could pull off. And then, so we talked about this, I think, during the crossover yesterday. You mentioned, uh, the dire- I think it's like the director of player personnel that was yes. wearing the leather. Yeah, so remember I brought up the, the fur coat? It was the same outfit. She had a fur coat on top of the leather outfit. Yeah. She's been with, uh, apparently been with Kim Mulkey since 2000 at Baylor. Kim Mulkey leaves Baylor. And by the way, Brittany Griner's going to get her number retired. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wasn't that announced the yesterday? Arena. Too? Uh, the atmosphere, they lost to Mississippi State last night. The atmosphere was great. Uh, the thing that you watch uh, women's sports, and if you're flipping around the channels, Seems like every event they put on, from volleyball to women's basketball, the atmospheres are great. I'll mm-hmm. stop and watch a great atmosphere. If I'm flipping around and I see empty seats around the court, yep, I'm, I'm I keep it moving, Jack. But I'm stopping to watch because the atmosphere will sell you. You might not be a fan, but you're like, man, there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. So you stop, you watch, and you go, whoa, this is kind of entertaining. It's just like the supernovas. People are probably like, ah, I don't know. And then you saw opening night. Yeah, you're like, that looks like a great atmosphere. I feel like you're missing out. I want to be part of that. Yes. Yeah. So you're drawn into it. That's the appeal of women's sports right now, especially on TV, because it, they, have, they, have, they have banger after banger. Mm-hmm. You flip it on, and the place looks wild, especially in basketball. Like The, the, the arenas are packed. It's loud. People are involved. I'm like, all right, there's something going on here. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like when they have a line outside of Olive Garden. You're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going on here. This is I got to check it to out. And you probably know what it is, but you still have to yeah. check it out. You get FOMO as the I one still stick by Olive Garden hires people to sit outside, so it makes it looks like they have a you know like a waiting <laughs> like yeah. Walmart greeters. Yeah, the people that are sitting outside waiting for their table. Even so when it makes it's it look colder. like oh yeah. my god, hey, they, that's, that's the smart. place to go. That's smart though. I don't understand why people drive around. They're like, oh, you know what? There looks like they're lying. Let's stop so no. we can wait for forty five minutes for a table. Nope, that's why I go to the next place. With the rare exception, on occasion, first watch. Always got to have a plan B. Always got to have a plan B when it comes to food. I agree. And, a and plan in my C. case, C, D, and E. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Here is uh, Michigan Lance. Kick off the 8 o'clock hour. Good morning. Good morning, boys. How are hey, you, Lance? Well, I'm, I got mixed feelings. There's a lot, lot going on. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a good run hey, you had. Was, you got a national championship. But, man, yes, great. man you can be like Rutgers now. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, we're we about to drop that low, and hey, we're, we're dropping like Dylan Rail is rankings. That oh, we're going that low. Oh, okay, we're oh, that, that's, hey, it, it, touche. It's one one. Let's go to the top of the second. <laughs> hey, that doesn't make sense, guys. Why are we talking about twenty twenty four rankings a week before signing day? Like that doesn't even make sense. Like it's over. Like th- there's nothing more you can do. Like why does that? That shouldn't. Be, that shouldn't matter. Well, it, so you mean Nebraska is not going to pull their Let scholarship? No, I know. I mean, yeah. obviously, but I mean, like, why? Like, how can you even do that? So, I have I mean, no this idea. is crazy. I, I, a week I, before signing day. Yeah, I, it's not, it, it just has the feel that uh, 
something personal is going on because because yeah. he's been he's been near the top for a long time and all of a sudden have that major a drop. I mean, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not upset. It just that seems a little fishy, and I don't know what it does to the industry of people ranking. Which you know, you've been in that world. You've looked at rankings. Yeah. You, you wonder, yeah. okay, who actually does the rankings? You know, there's yeah, they, there's not a lot of transparency. It seems. Well, yeah, and then and then there's not a lot of uh, what do you want to call it uh, validity in it because. To, to a certain extent, you know, some people get. It's kind of like it's kind of like drafting, right? Like, yes, somebody can have all the measurables, but you can never tell for sure what they have inside of them. And they don't. People don't talk about that enough. Uh, what the the grit and grind that people have inside of them. So, I mean, that, that's what it is, man. Like that just goes to show it doesn't matter. Like, you know, because. Well, let's say somebody jumped from 100 to 1. Let's say somebody went the other way. So you're telling me nobody's playing games and they just all of a sudden go up? Like, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, like either way, it doesn't make sense, up or down. So, like you said, somebody made a call, somebody's good friends with somebody at Georgia or or whatever school, it doesn't matter, school X, and say, hey, man, Mm -hmm. look, you know, because that happens. Don't think that doesn't happen, you know. People don't look out for each other. Like you said, I think it comes to that personal. I don't know if people understand when you say personal. It's not, it's not personal against Nebraska. Yeah. It's personal that somebody knows somebody somewhere else to make it, you know what I mean, and yeah. make that decision. So, yeah, that's, that's I mean, wild, they're, they're all subjective rankings. I just, you know, I, I watch yeah. enough high school football that when I look at the rankings, in particular on three, the top three players are Carter Nelson, Devon, uh, Hall, uh, Dave, Davon Hall, and then uh, Isaiah McMorris, and the best player I saw all year is not in the top three. Now he happens to be right. fourth, but yeah. Who's that? Caleb Benny? Yes. Or another kid? Oh no, okay. no, C- Caleb. Right. Caleb was the best player in the state this year. Oh, okay. Just making sure you know. But but what you but, were but, 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 but he'll never show <laughs> up. He'll never show up big time in the in the rankings. Right. Ex- exactly. That's funny you say that because somebody. Uh, a friend of mine was like, yeah, man, I'm hearing Caleb Benning is slow. And I'm like, well, yeah, Caleb Benning isn't going to test well. If you're looking for somebody yeah. to go out there and, and test well, he's not that. He's a football player, though. You turn on the film. Exactly. Who would you rather have, too? That's, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. just watch the films. People, too many people watching the, the you know, their, their bench in their 40s and all that, that isn't real either. Because all these 4-4s in high school – how come we don't have that many four fours or four threes when we get to the combine? That's a good point. Mm-hmm. See, see what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> like so. Uh, uh, moving on. Ah, we was something else. You football. Uh, you wanted to tell man, me how much oh you love God. that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl again. <laughs> well, uh, well, I'm going to give props to to your. Yes, I am going to give props to your Chiefs in a second. But the Bears. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? The the Chicago Bears. <laughs> interviewed their offensive coordinator position for like what eight to ten guys. Yeah. Then we, well, now we we interviewed the OC of USC for Caleb Williams, right? Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff you Kingsbury. bet. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we said, you know what? We're gonna go hire the OC from Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. We just do things like <laughs> they they take advantage of us fans, man. They do. They take us for granted. They know we're going to stick around. Lance, I no say this about our beloved. Moves. We love them. They don't always love us back. 
They never love us back. Look at the decisions they make. They never love us back. I mean, who who's, who said, you know what? Man, that Seattle offense this year, man, those guys are they're, – they're the new uh, fastest thing on turf or whatever it was, the greatest show on turf. Yep. Nobody said anything. Nobody mentioned the offense of Seattle not one time this year. But all of a sudden we said, hey, let's go get that guy. <laughs> I, I I mean, that doesn't make – like, and you think Caleb – if I'm Caleb Williams, yeah, I'm not going to play him for that organization either. That, that, that's an idiotic move. So, but I'll give props yeah. to your Chiefs, man. I, I've never been against the Chiefs. I, you know, I never, No, you haven't. That's true. Uh, Because, I mean, I grew up in obviously in Omaha and, and the Chiefs, you know, so I'm, I'm a semi-Chiefs fan. You know, I don't dislike them or anything. I like players from Neil Smith to uh, – you know, Derek Thomas, the Christian McCoy. Mm-hmm. So I, I know oh, them guys. And I like when Montana came over. Hey, did you did y'all watch Barry Sanders' documentary? Yes. I have not gotten you a chance to You talk about organizations. It. They could have had Joe Montana, and mm-hmm. they said, no, he's too old. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> idiots, man. But everybody thinks they're smart. Everybody thinks they're great because they work for these organizations. But, but no, nah, man, the Chiefs, I'm – hey, man, I'm, I'm really – Andy Reid really um, impressed me this season because I thought he was I thought he was going back to old Andy, the gunslinger, throwing around the park. I, I'm still mad at Andy from that um, Philadelphia team that lost to Tampa Bay in like oh. 35 degrees or less, and he's trying to chuck the ball around. Yeah, Ray, Ray Staley had one of the best years ever. Yeah, Ray Rhodes had a bad day that day too. Yeah, I remember that. You know game. what I mean? Yeah, so. Um, so I, I thought he was gonna, and and you know he what came when the Indianapolis that came back on him uh, with yeah. with uh, Andrew Luck, you yeah. know what I mean because he's throwing it around oh, yeah. the yard, he didn't run the football. So you know I, I give Andy Reid a lot of props this season without Eric being me of staying true to running the football. Let everybody blame Matt Nagy and, on that one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I think, I think that was before Nagy was with the Bears. I think everybody blamed Matt Nagy on it. Yeah, but it was Andy Reid. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we can't listen now. Andy can't be, hey, when it's Eric Bieniemy, he calls the plays, but when it's Matt Nagy, he does it. Either he mm-hmm. does or he does it all the time. True. It's him. Okay? So let's not pick and choose when we want to say he's calling the plays. <laughs> it was Andy. So, hey, I give him props now, man. He's, he's a true all-around coach, not just a, a, a passing guru. And you know what? He said, hey, we're, we're going to play. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have to throw it 50 times to get 400 yards. But for some yep. reason, the Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator thought, hey, let's try to get 400 yards yeah. and not run the ball what we do. Unbelievable. That game yep. should have been – Preach. I mean, uh, that game should have been a grind out three yards in the cloud of dust game. Yep, I agree. That, that's what it should have been. Yep. And one side did it. The Chiefs did it. Congratulations to them. And the other side did it. So, I mean, yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm not putting my fate in the day Flowers, a rookie. And he's good and he's spectacular. But he's also a rookie and – Hasn't played in a lot of big moments, you know? Yep, I agree. That show. Hey, Lance, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hey, why is John Harbaugh off limits? Because he got a Super Bowl ring? And he's only had three playoff wins since. You know what that team looked like in Baltimore? So, weird me, went back and watched uh, a condensed version of the game yesterday. Because your team wins. Yeah, why wouldn't bad I? I would have done the same thing. Uh, I've watched, I've watched uh I've watched games that they've You know how many times I've watched Bears-Saints in 2010? Or not, well, 2010, 2006? So Lots. I've watched that Raiders game from Christmas twice. Yeah. Uh, oh. Just because oh. I didn't recognize that team. Just want to go but somewhere why else. why is John Harbaugh, like, almost off limits? 
His team was undisciplined. And they look like a Marvin Lewis team. Yep. Oh, you know, Marvin ooh, Lewis coaching yeah. the Bengals used to yes. have great talent. That is a very But then they would comparison. get on the big stage and they would just lose their That's mind. That's a great comparison. I, I think there's a thing like so Dan Campbell went through the ringer again yesterday. And he took it, he even said yeah, he, his his season wrap up press conference was pretty good. I think there is I look at two teams that Baltimore, I have no idea what they were doing. You could say that Detroit choked. The thing about that Detroit-San Francisco game, it wasn't like a slow bleed. It was a quick shot, yep. and they were they were in a game, and you were like, whoa, what went on? What just happened? Yeah. I think when I look at John Harbaugh and I look at Dan Campbell and football in general, how your team reacts to adversity, whether something doesn't go well for you, on the field, a penalty you didn't like or a fumble, or on the scoreboard, how do you react? The Baltimore display was not good at all. Zay Flowers sitting on the bench by himself. I don't think that was a good look. Cut his finger? Yeah, cut his finger, throw, throwing his helmet. Lamar Jackson throwing his helmet. Yep. He had a lot of guys throwing their helmets. But, but John Harbaugh and Dan Campbell are both perceived as players' coaches. I think John Harbaugh is perceived as a player's coach. Dan Campbell, the way his team reacted as they were falling behind and that game was getting away, is what a player's coach is. I John John Harbaugh. Now Monken was terrible, and that game plan needs to be investigated. But John Harbaugh seems like he gets a pass because he's been to the Super Bowl and won a title. Yeah, and that's I don't. I, I, what has he done since? Mm-hmm. And he in had, a game that that matters, he had the number one defense. He had a yeah. Kansas City team in there that their offense is not like it used to be. He's got home field advantage. He's got the MVP. Everyone says you. Can- Run the ball at the Chiefs. That can be their weak spot if there is one. Well, I'll go back to the not even the play calling because, okay, yeah, that's on Munkin, even though that's still on the head coach's bill, that the way that they came unglued. But, I mean, even early on, how they kind of initiated everything, too. This whole idea of the first drive. We want Baltimore, I'm sorry, we want Kansas City to feel us. And so if that meant we had to go over, over the line every once in a while, so be it. Okay, early on, if you're in a dogfight like that and you're able to withstand it, sure. But the the fact that you continue to have these just horrific mistakes showing up, I don't care if it's involving a rookie or not. To me, that's a tone that was set further throughout yeah, the week almost, that as like, a head coach needs to be give, on top of that. The, 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 I, I agree you get players freedom. But then, then you got to kind of rein it. Absolutely, in. you do in a game like that too against a team that uh, it's it's interesting. Kansas City, who has been there so many times, but is not the same type of Kansas City offensively. That's like okay, in a second they can score. But how now they have a little bit more of that physical running attack is to to kind of complement what they already do well. They're they're not a team that's just going to sit there and blow up mistake after mistake after mistake. And when you've been where they have been with that group. Yeah, they're more more than happy to say, go ahead, we'll capitalize on it. Like, why would you want to give a team like that those types of opportunities? And that, to me, does fall on a head coach. So Dan Campbell being a player's coach, he really, and he maybe did, we just were all caught up in fourth down tries. If he would have come out and said, I have no faith in my kicker, boys and girls, Mm -hmm. that's why I did it, how would we react? Differently. Because Michael Badgley who had not hit a field goal outside of a dome in multiple years, was 7 of 14 between 40 and 49 yards, so yep. no guarantee. You you don't think Dan Campbell was thinking about that? Whether he's an analytic guy or he's a gut guy, we know he's not an analytic guy. 
He's a gut guy. You know, the human element that still is, exists in sports when we get away from the computer. What did you which, say yesterday? If he doesn't drop the ball on third down? Yeah. 31-10 yeah, probably. But, but what if he would have also said, hey, guys, you know, another thing is, I don't trust my kicker. My kicker is, uh, I don't trust him outside. Would we have been like, oh, oh, my God. Or do we realize now he was saying that without saying that? Yeah, and the the for, given what they did, I mean, go back to the divisional. Because he's getting crushed. He's just yeah. absolutely getting... You're getting taken through the ringer. Well, and when you give, oh gosh, it would have been. Say, just say your kicker sucks. Yeah, and it, honestly, I, would, I, I think people would be a little bit more understanding of of that as opposed to, well, this is just feels right. This is what we should do. I, I still go back to it wasn't even necessarily the second half decisions as it was in the first half when they didn't go for it on fourth down when they would add it inside the two. And they decided to kick the field goal, put them up 24-7 as opposed to potentially 28-7. to Because to me, that was out of character for them. That, to me, had maybe more of an impact on this team than what they did and failed in the second half. Because at least those moments weren't taking the team sort of off kilter as far as, oh wait, we don't normally do this. So it was more of the first half decision there too, but... I think the Badgley part of it is is a big part of the equation. Hey, I just he, don't think he wanted to throw his kicker under the bus. All right, so uh, second half, Brock Purdy took off. Do you think if Brock Purdy was a wide receiver, we'd call him sneaky athletic? Yep. Would he be the Julian Edelman yeah, or yeah. Wes Welker? Good, good possession guy. Or the Danny Woodhead yeah. of quarterbacking yeah. in the Super Bowl? Hey, sneaky quick, good possession guy. Reliable across the middle. Boy, he puts the ball away. Trick play? It's true. So I, I, I told you yesterday, I think that's the biggest story of the the Super Bowl. Purdy. Yeah, and I think the second biggest story of the Super Bowl is the Chiefs defense. I think mm-hmm. those are the two top stories. And then let, I'm with let all the, the stars fill in. But I think Purdy's story is the number one story in the NFL at the Super Bowl because yep. of a guy that was drafted last yep. who happened to be starting. Remember, he didn't come in to be a starter. Mm-hmm. Guys got injured. Jimmy G, Lance. All of a sudden, you got to go to Purdy. They might have been in the Super Bowl last year if he didn't get hurt against Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game. Well, they're in the Super Bowl this year, and he's been there for two years. Okay, Game manager, whatever. Uh, Andy Reid called his quarterback a game manager. I guess that's a good term now. And I say that a little bit sarcastically. But here's the thing I worry that, that a couple things that pop up when I think about Purdy. All rounds in the draft matter. The, the 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 positive of Belichick was always man he dominated round four through seven yes. he got some gems there Jimmy well, they Johnson. would have a, and so, they well, have a lot of draft capital so instead too. of you know all rounds because I look at Kansas City Kansas City and you know, like their first round draft pick this year mm, but they have they Brett Veach has done a really dudes. good job like rounds two three and four mm-hmm. I mean look at where their skill guys are from SMU Rutgers Cincinnati I mean so they've done. They've done well in the draft, but the back end of the draft is where you can make, you know, extra victories. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, instead of like throwing that pick away as Mister Irrelevant, they like Purdy and they took him. I think there are multiple teams in the NFL that liked Purdy, but didn't want to draft a quarterback that late, and were hoping to get a steal as an undrafted yep. free agent that they could sign once the draft was over. But San Francisco scooped him up, made him the number three quarterback on the roster. Mm-hmm. The rest is history. He's now a starter of a very talented team. Man, he benefits from great coworkers. Wouldn't we all like to have that? I'd like to have that. You'd like to have that. Um, but there's another element of Brock Purdy's story 
shouldn't Iowa State be getting some run in Matt Campbell? People Kids forget. from Arizona. Yep. Herm Edwards. Who get Herm Edwards off my screen? Okay. I don't want to see him. You know. You play to win the game. Oh, but he's so Well, likeable, when you were at Gary. Arizona State, no. you didn't. You cheated to try and no. win a game, and you didn't win many games. Gary, everybody likes him. Come on, he's nice. Brock Purdy was right in your backyard, 2017. Yeah. You didn't know who he was. Really, nobody else did. Iowa State got him. They developed him. A lot of the stuff he's doing now, he did at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. If you watched, and Iowa State was extremely successful. And Iowa State had a lot of NFL dudes. I mean, yep. you had Brock Purdy and Brees Hall were in the same backfield. David so Montgomery. I think part of this also is... Iowa State does deserve some credit because they got Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy was pretty good at Iowa State. And now he's pretty, pretty good in the second year in the Super Bowl. I, I Again, I think this is the number one story of Super Bowl week. A year ago, I said Super Bowl MVP Brock Purdy. Maybe I was a year ahead of schedule. Although I still think the Super Bowl MVP is going to be Spags because you have Mahomes, reason why they're there. Okay, maybe Kelsey, and then Spags. Maybe not in that order. I would, I would even throw the Purdy part of the storyline more amplified, not just because he's Mr. Irrelevant, but because he's Mr. Irrelevant and who he, not that he's actually facing him on the line of scrimmage, but who the other quarterback is. Patrick Mahomes, in in such a short time, the most decorated quarterback that we've ever seen. Netflix's Patrick Mahomes. right? (laughs) And then you have Brock Purdy that every week, when he does anything wrong, that he's he's taken a task by the expectation that he's something more than a game manager. And I, I, I think that that is, is such a, if you look at such a different end of the spectrum of what Patrick Mahomes, first of all, where Patrick Mahomes was drafted in the first round, but also what Patrick, Patrick Mahomes has accomplished compared to what Brock Purdy was brought in to do. I think just the absolute polar opposite of those expectations right there, I think makes it such a, a fascinating story. And again, for a guy that, continues to get criticized for doing what he's expected to do within that system as well. So if there is sort of that that underdog story that we all love in in the sports world, I mean, he fits the bill to a T considering who he's also going to be squared up against. Yeah, Andy like, that's Reed, a big part of Andy it. Andy Reid did, did Brock Purdy a, a subtle favor when he called Patrick Mahomes a game manager on Sunday. Now, Mahomes fits the bill of both. He's a game changer and a game manager. He's smart, but, yeah. but game manager has become a bad word. It's like a four-letter word in the NFL because everybody attaches that to Purdy. He's a game manager. Yeah. As, I know Andy Reid just called the best quarterback in the NFL right now a game manager. Don't yeah, game as, 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 boring, as boring and basically, I would say game manager, you think of someone who's pretty basic, is not going to be a playmaker at the position for you, for but you can win with him, not because of yeah. him. Uh, Andy asked on the stream, is Purdy the best player to come out of Iowa State in the NFL? With all due respect to Todd Doxson, my Thursday night partner oh, yeah. on TV, uh, Sage Rosenfels. Yeah. Yep, Sage. Um, I would say that if you're starting quarterback in the NFL in the Super Bowl year two, the answer is yes. Now, they've had some good players. Now, nobody that has like broken through. Yeah. Um, I was a kid growing up. Dwayne Crutchfield is a running back, I remember. Uh, Mike Stensrud. These are like old school Iowa State names. I remember Chris Spencer. When they had the Bugle logo yeah. on the helmet. So, so yes. But boy, this is... it. So why I say, man, Matt Campbell should get some credit. You're also like, wow. Should they have won more? Because they had Will McDonald, too, <laughs> playing defensive end. Subtle. Charlie mm-hmm. Kohler at tight end. Yeah. They, Xavier Hutchinson, Hutchinson was catching yep. passes. Yep. 
yeah, he was there in Purdy's last yeah. year. Did we get Montgomery in there? Yeah, okay. Dave Montgomery was there early in yeah. Brock's. So they had that. So he was uh, handed off to he was handed off to Dave yeah. Montgomery and Brees Hall. Yeah. All right, when sticking with the Iowa State, so everybody's trying to find their next Brock Purdy. Um, Nebraska. Had Iowa one. Iowa State did something last night. Iowa State, Iowa, and Nebraska uh, are getting very familiar with Algona, Iowa. Iowa State flexed last night in Algona, Iowa. I'll tell you about the recruitment of Alex Mansky. The quarterback who Nebraska would love to have. He's at the top of the quarterback board. We'll get into that. Brian Christopherson coming up in 30 minutes. It's mornings with Sharp and Handland, 1620 The Zone.